Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Jonah Fair, and I'm coming to you from Macomb, Michigan. Macomb, Michigan, about 20 miles north of Detroit. And yeah, it is an honor that you are here today, whether you know me or you don't, whether this is your first time being a part of Color and Chaos or you've been here for a while, no matter what brought you here today, I am a firm believer that it's not by accident that you are here. And so I do not want to waste your time. Again, it is such an honor that you are here. Whether you are going through the best of times or the worst of times, the fact that you are here, I do not want to take for granted. And so I just want to go over real quick what Color and Chaos is, regardless of where you're joining in today. Whether you are listening, if you're listening, then right now, the current platforms we are on is on Spotify, iHeart, uh, Apple, and Google Podcasts. And then if you're watching, then right now we're on YouTube and Facebook. And so no matter where you're at, you are here. And I just want to go over real quick who I am, in case you may not know me. Maybe, again, you stumbled across this and you're just like, who is Jonah and what is Color and Chaos and why should I take time to be a part of this today? The most foundation of all the information that we get to know about one another is our name, My name is Jonah. My parents uh, discovered my name as they were watching Sleepless in Seattle. And yes, they knew it was found in the Bible, but they were watching Sleepless in Seattle one day or one night and they heard the name Jonah. And uh, yeah, that's, that's where I got my name from. I'm from South Carolina. Originally, I was born and raised there. A lot of people ask where in South Carolina, in Pickens County. And that may not mean anything to you, but in Pickens County, we have a university named Clemson. Right now, if you follow college football as of recording this in 2020, for the last two years prior, we've been the NCAA college football champions. And so that's kind of like a claim to fame in my area, you know. But yeah, Clemson University is there in Pickens County. It's northwest South Carolina. I was born and raised there, like I said. My dad is a middle school teacher there in Pickens County. In 2011, I went from just having information in my head about Jesus to actually having a moment when I said, all right, I don't want to just have information. I need a relationship with you because if you are who you say you are, that's a big deal and you are worthy of my life. And so June 2011, I had a moment when I just crumbled and I just asked Jesus to be Lord in my life and I accepted the gift of forgiveness and of new life that is offered through Jesus and Jesus alone. And that was June 2011, and my life changed from that moment on. Growing up down south, I had a lot of information about Jesus. I grew up in what is called the Bible Belt. So there's churches everywhere, and there's a lot of, you know, just at least basic information about who Jesus is, what the Bible is, and all this stuff. But it didn't really mean anything to me until that moment of surrender in my room, June 2011. The month after that, I felt like he started tugging on my heart to enter the ministry, and it was all new to me. I I didn't really know anything about it. All that I knew was bad examples of ministry, and and not saying anything bad about you know the the different influences in my life. But when I first gave my life to the Lord, you know I was just so new to everything, and you know all that I can remember is the things that people didn't do right. And I did not want to be that. I did not want to go down that road if that's what it looked like, if that's what it meant. And so that was senior year of high school, and I just started growing and and reading the Bible and learning about Jesus and just growing in my relationship with him. And the Lord opened up an opportunity for me to go about two hours south 
to a school called Columbia International University. It's a Bible college and seminary down there in the capital of South Carolina. And so I spent four years down there. And while I was down there in Columbia, South Carolina, I worked at a job and at that job, it was a Chick-fil-A, if you know anything about Chick-fil-A. But as I was working there at Chick-fil-A, there was a employee um, from corporate that came in. We just opened up a new store and he pulled me aside and he asked me if I ever heard about Michigan. And the Lord used that conversation as a pretty crazy conversation, but he used that conversation to start putting on my heart a tug for the state of Michigan. And I knew nothing about Michigan at that point, but from that day on for about two years, it's just every single day, I just started feeling more and more of a burden for the state of Michigan. I didn't know why. And if you're interested in anything else, um, you know, up to this point, if you go back towards the very beginning of this podcast, so around episode 10 or so, there should be a series called Patchwork. And I go more into detail about the different things that kind of have brought me to where I'm at now and especially my walk with Jesus. But all that to say, um, through that conversation, two years later, I'm up here in Michigan. So I graduate from Bible college and I move up here to Michigan. And yeah, I've been up here since 2016 and it's been awesome. I serve as a local uh, student pastor here at a local church. And um, and yeah, it's, it's such an honor to be able to be here, to be able to do what I do. Um, but all that to say, Color and Chaos uh, kind of began right when I accepted Jesus as Lord of my life. Um, he just started showing me and teaching me stuff through his word. And I just like had so much like information and so much just passion within my heart that I needed an outlet. I needed something to, you know, tell others about, you know, what I was experiencing and learning in the Bible. And I started a blog and it was called Escape to the Well. And uh, not well like, uh, you know, the mammal, but well like you get water from. And I started that uh, that blog back 2012. And when I went to college, it kind of, I kind of, Put that on the back burner um, just to focus on my degree and everything going on there. But after I graduated college, around the time I graduated college, actually, I was in a, in, in a relationship uh, with a woman. We were engaged and that fell through. And so I find myself graduated from college. I'm, you know, single and I, you know, I have this new like refined fire for Michigan and I took a trip up here and I felt very sure about it. So here I'm at, I'm sitting at one of my friend's kitchen table down there in Columbia, South Carolina. I recently just moved out of my apartment. I'm sitting at my friend's kitchen table and I just feel like I have like nothing left. All that I have is in like trash bags, all packed up in his spare bedroom. And I was in a transition from South Carolina to Michigan. I already had a contact person up here. Um, I was going to go through a missionary agency uh, to, to, to work up here and to, you know, just serve up here. And I'm sitting there at my friend's kitchen table and I just had this moment of honesty with the Lord. And I, I mean, of course, I was talking to him all throughout that whole process of all the craziness, but I just had this moment well, I was just at the kitchen table and I was honest about the chaos around me and within me. I'm sitting there and I just feel like I almost have nothing left besides the Lord. And so I'm just talking with him and I remember just being just really honest with him being like, Lord, you know, I, I, I don't have anything left, you know, like everything that I was banking on that I was like trusting in has kind of failed me. And now I'm here and back at square one and I don't 
really know what to do, what to feel, where to go. Um, you know, I have these little glimmers of hope, but I, I don't, you know, at the end of the day, Lord, I'm just overwhelmed by chaos. And at that moment, that was when Color and Chaos began. Because as I was sitting there, I was just thinking about all of the things that has brought me to that table at that moment. And I was thinking about all the different hardships and trials, and especially within that relationship that I was in, I was just thinking about all that we've been through and just all that, you know, we we overcame together and, and all that stuff. And I'm just sitting there, I'm just thinking about it, you know, and I just asked myself, like, was all of that worth it? Was it all worth it? You know, like, you know, that's the game that we play whenever we go through something, especially traumatic. You start thinking all the what ifs, you know, what if this happened or that happened or what if I did this and not that? And I'm just sitting there and I just was honest with myself and I realized that there's a tendency within me. And if we're honest, a tendency within us that whenever we go through something hard or difficult or challenging, whenever we're in a moment of unknown where we don't really know what tomorrow holds and, you know, a lot of the things that we thought tomorrow holds kind of has failed us. When you find yourself at those kitchen tables, when the chaos is present and evident and you can't ignore the chaos, when it's just you and the Lord, when it's just you and your creator, there's this tendency within us to want to do anything and everything else but to answer those questions in our head, to answer those urges within our heart of just crying out to our creator and just humility and honesty. And there's that tendency to run away from chaos. If it threatens your safety, security, comfort, any of that, if it threatens any of that, you just want to run away from it. Why? Because it's uncomfortable. You know, it's threatening you. It's, you know, it, it, you, we almost see it as an enemy. But when I was sitting there at the kitchen table, looking back on everything that I've been through, all the chaoses and all the chaoses I'm going through now, I just had this moment where I realized, Lord, all of that chaos you have used for good and for growth. And even though I don't want to relive a lot of that chaos and even the chaos that I'm feeling right now as I'm sitting there at the kitchen table, you know, all the chaos I'm feeling right now, I don't want to relive this pain, God. But at the end of the day, I can't deny that I have not only grown as a person, but Lord, I have gotten to know you so much more and so much genuine, you know, ness has come from this relationship I have with you through those moments of chaos than ever before. All of the moments of chaos, you have produced a color out of it when instead of leaning on my own understanding or my own ability or my own strength, instead I lean into you who makes us whole. And as I was sitting there, I just said, you know what, Lord, there is color in this chaos. There is a way out of this. You will give me joy in the midst of my grief. <laughs> you will restore what is broken. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I know, Lord, you can produce a color out of chaos because I can look back over my life and see how you have been faithful each and every day. I had a episode on this podcast um, way back. Um, I forgot what episode it was, but the name of the episode was Through Every Left Turn. Through Every Left Turn. And through that episode, I just went over so many different things in my life that I can remember feeling as if I did not have a way to make it out of whatever it was that I was feeling that was overtaking me at that moment. 
it's almost like taking a left turn. You know, if you ever are pulling out to a busy street and you're trying to do a left turn, the difficulty about a left turn is that you have to cross over two lanes of traffic or sometimes four lanes of traffic or however long the, the road is. But it's just a lot more difficult than taking a right turn because right turns you can you know, turn into the traffic. But when you do left, you have to go against the traffic and into the traffic. And, and through every left turn that I've ever been in my life, there has been moments that I've gotten a wreck. There's moments that I have not made the left turn really well. And, and maybe there was mistakes that I have made. And, and there has been mistakes that I've made. I didn't want it to seem like, you know, it's everybody else's fault. No, I know that like, you know, I'm not the best driver at times. Um, but through every left turn, the Lord has been faithful. No matter what happened, no matter what the outcome was, he has been faithful. I am still breathing. I am still here. He has been faithful through each and every left turn. So therefore, I look back on what he has already brought me through, through every left turn. And I know, Lord, this left turn that I am facing right now in my life, in our life, Lord, you will be faithful again. But as I share all of that, I'm well aware that each and every one of us has a story. I just gave you a story of a little bit, a little snapshot of my life that has led me to me talking to you right now and, and starting this podcast. And again, this podcast is not about me. This podcast is about you. I do this each and every week for you. Why? Because we have a creator, savior, and sustainer that loves you so much that he has done so much in order to reach you here today. No matter what you are going through, he put on my heart to give my time, to give my energy in order to tell you that you are loved, that you are valued, and you were created for such a far greater plan and purpose than anything this world can offer. And even by me saying that, that doesn't make me great or grand. At the end of the day, the Lord wants to use you just like he's using me. He wants for you to be able to look back over your life, see all of the chaoses, and also see all of the ways that he has shown and produced the color. And maybe you might be saying, Jonah, I don't see a color when I look back over my life. All I see is the chaoses. But you have no idea what he wants to do through the chaoses that you see to produce a color in the days to come. I think about Ephesians 3.20. And it says this, Paul, when he's speaking to the Ephesian church, he says this, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than anything we can ask or imagine according to his glory and his name forever and ever. Amen. Now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than anything we can ask or imagine. Regardless, if you look back and see a color in your life, in the chaos, there is a color to be found here today. Why? Because we have a God that could do immeasurably more than anything you or me can ask or imagine. So I share all of my story, not to just talk about me, but to invite you to also start thinking about you. Where does today find you? Are you going through the best of times, the worst of times, or somewhere in the middle? Are you finding yourself here right now as you're listening or watching this? You're finding yourself, you know what? I, I have a lot of information, you know, scattered across my brain and scattered across my heart about my creator, savior, sustainer. But I, I don't know if I've really taken that pause to be able to respond to our creator, savior, sustainer. You know, those uncomfortable thoughts and questions that I have in my heart. You know, why am I here? What is the purpose of this life? You know, all those moments when you look at all that the world says should fill you and you're saying, ah, I just still feel like there's something missing. All of those moments are holy moments. Why? Because those are the best opportunities to say, you know what? All 
that I can do on my own and all that this world can offer, it can never produce a color that alone can come from our creator, savior, sustainer. And so I want to invite you into this time to start thinking about where you're at, what brought you here today, whether you're listening or watching this. And so as we go into today's episode, I want to pray for you. And as we pray, I'm not just praying for you. I'm also praying for me. I'm praying for us that we would have a posture of humility and surrender today, that no matter what the Lord wants to show us or teach us or whatever within our heart that maybe we need to surrender, that today will be the day that we respond, not just to the chaos. We have so many opportunities to respond to the chaos all around us and within us. We're not just going to respond to the chaos. We're going to respond to the only source of color the only source of life and of love. And we're going to do that here together. And I just want to invite you into this moment. So again, no matter what brought you here, I want to invite you into this prayer and into this time we have together. Thank you so much for being a part of this. All right, here, let's pray. Lord God, just thank you so much that you're not just a concept, but you are the living God. Jesus, thank you that you offer a way when there is no way. You give us color when there is no color. Lord, when we, when we allow those things in life to just give us that, that false sense of security that everything's okay and we have it all under control, Lord, may you overwhelm us and remind us of the truth. And the truth is, Lord, we are not, we are not the Savior that we long for. Lord, you are. So Lord, right now, I just pray for those that are listening or watching this, Lord, for those that are going through just the worst times right now, Lord, will you please draw near to them? Lord, may they just enter into a beautiful relationship with you that goes beyond anything that this world can offer them. And Lord, for those that do have a relationship with you, Lord, will you just use this time to stretch us, to grow us, to help us respond to you even more fully? Lord, we can never fully tap into on this side of eternity. We cannot fully tap in to who you are. We can't, Lord. We, we are barely scratching the surface of who you are. But Lord, we want to know you more. We don't want to just settle today. Lord, please grow us in a new way. Just, just breathe a new life, a new just breath, uh, a motivation, an energy, a longing for your kingdom a perspective of your kingdom. Lord, just please help us respond to you today. Lord, thank you that you are the source of all the color that we are longing to see. Help us respond to you here today. We need you, Lord. It's in your name that we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. Today, I had a little longer introduction because I wanted to go into this whole idea and invite you, as I said at the very beginning, I want to invite you to think about, okay, what has brought you here today? For many of you, maybe you think about this each and every day, and this is something that you've been thinking about a lot recently. Maybe you find yourself towards the end of 2020 as I'm recording this, and you're just saying, oh my gosh, what a year. Maybe you have had the most heartbreaking tragedies happen to you this year. Maybe you've had even just random joys and random just beautiful moments in this year. It's so crazy how a year can just bring a, every spectrum of emotion to us. Sometimes we're going through the best of times one day and then in a, in a, in a phone call, in a moment, in a, in a post, just everything crumbles down. We as humans, we are just, just like, ugh, you know? Like, you know, there's so much that goes into how we perceive things, whether it's perceiving them well or perceiving them bad. But no matter what has brought you here today, I just want to, again, invite you into this moment, into this, this opportunity we have together. Just take a moment 
and think about what has brought you here today. As you're thinking about what brought you here today, I want to read this passage. This is 1 John 4, verse 9. I'm also going to read verse 10. This is what 1 John 4, verse 9 says in the New Living Translation. God showed how much he loves us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Again, this is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Recently, I found myself talking to one of my very good friends and uh, and one of my mentors, one of the people, like the spiritual leaders in my life that I really look up to. And I was just talking with him. We were just having like an honest conversation over the phone. I tr- we try to check in with each other um, very frequently. And we were just having a conversation over this past weekend. And we were just talking and he has many, many years of experience over me. <laughs> you know, goodness gracious, he's been walking with the Lord since he's he was a young, young kid. And He's, uh, he's a lot older than me and has a lot more experience also in the ministry and everything. So I'm always just asking him questions and just curious about, okay, you know, you know, what do you think about this? And, and what do you think about that? And, um, you know, what, what's your experience with, with, with these situations or these circumstances? And we were just talking and he was just, he was just saying to me, he was just saying, Jonah, you know, like, I'm just so encouraged by your realness, your vulnerability, how you're honest. And I, I flipped that back to him. I was like, bro, you know, you too, you know, I'm just so thankful that you're just real, you know, like it's not just this like mask that you're just like putting up of like what you think others should think of you or, or all the good answers or everything. You're just being real and genuine with where you're at and, and who you are. And, and then I asked him, I said, you know, how, how did you arrive at this just realness, this vulnerability about where you've been, what you're going through and where you're going? You know, how did you arrive at just this genuineness, this vulnerability that you don't care about what other people think? You know, you don't care about, you know, you know, maybe looking like you don't have the right answer, whatever it is. But like you, you love Jesus, you know, you love his word, but you're also real about where you're at. And I wrote down a little bit of what he's saying, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but I wanted to read this because the idea that he brought up in here, I wanted to, to focus on, especially in light of our stories, of your story and my story, what has brought us here today. And I asked him, I said, what, where does his realness come from? And this is paraphrasing again, but this is kind of what he said. I was writing down as he was talking. He said, I have to conclude that if all the wrong that I've done has been mostly since I've been a follower of Christ, I realize that when other people talk about systems and theologies and scripture, that it doesn't make sense, all of that systems and theologies that were taught to me, that we have to have it all together. My holiness is high, but my sin is just as high. He was saying that, look, like I, I know what the word of God says. I love Jesus. I have a relationship with Jesus. You know, you know, there's a realness there. I wake up. He was telling me in that conversation, he's like, look, I wake up and I'm thinking about him. I'm talking to him. You know, like I, I want to, I want to spend my day, you know, just growing and learning more about him. But he's saying, look, like I know that I love him right here. But then on the other side of me that I know as well, that I still struggle with sin. I still struggle with rebellion. I still struggle with doing what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it. And he's saying, look, I find these two things at work. And so, you know, just that, that whole idea that we have to have it all together and, you know, be the, be the you know, the person that ha- doesn't have any faults or have any flaws. He's saying, like, look, I just don't see 
where that's taught in scripture. I don't see where that's taught. And he's saying, look, my holiness is high. My sin is just as high. There's a biological system at play against my theology. We use grace all of the days of our life. There's a reason why grace is available to us. The victory is walking out mastery, meaning each and every day overcoming, just, just taking another step through the power of the Holy Spirit at work within us. If you've asked Jesus to be Lord of your life, then he gives you his spirit to help you make those choices each and every day to choose him and to choose to be obedient and not choose your flesh or your emotions or your desires or, you know, what you maybe used to choose of the days gone by. But you start to each and every day walk out that victory through Christ, through just saying, you know what, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it farther. I'm going to do more, not through my own strength, but through you working through me. And he said this, there's no way to separate physicality from spirituality. We just do our best to allow scripture to speak into it. He's saying, look, I can't separate the, the reality that I am broken apart from Jesus. You know, my heart wants what it wants, when it wants, and how it wants. I have to train my heart to not, you know, for me, not to give into what I may want, but instead I have to train my heart to give into what the Lord wants through knowing his word and letting his word speak into how I may be thinking or feeling. As I was just thinking about that, you know, there's no way to separate physicality from spirituality. We just do our best to allow scripture to speak into it. I just thought about that in terms of you and my story. There's, there's no way that we can separate what we've been through, what we've done, what has been done to us. This whole year, the different things that has happened to us or others, we can't separate all of that stuff and also our spirituality, that, that, that part of our heart that cries out to our creator, that, that desires to be known and to be loved. You know, I go back to 1 John 4 verse 10. Love consists in this, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be an atoning sacrifice for our sins. I find so often sometimes that we get in this rut through the chaos that we allow the chaos to start speaking to us and saying, you know what? You know, like, oh, God doesn't love you. God has forgotten about you. God doesn't care. He isn't there. You know, why don't you rely on your own self? Why don't you rely on your own control? Why don't you rely on others? You know, why don't you give in to that fear? Why don't you give in to that anxiety? Why don't you give in to that pressure? Why don't you give in to all these other things instead of letting the word of God speak through that chaos and into that chaos? I find myself, me personally, going through a lot of those tugs of war but at the end of the day, we're called each and every day to not just tell the chaos what truth is, but allow truth to speak into the chaos of our own heart. Life is so messy. Your story may be messy. My story is messy. But I'm so grateful that we have a creator, savior, sustainer that speaks into the mess and brings out redemption. I'm so grateful that we have a creator, savior, sustainer that came, lived, moved, and died within that chaos. Yet he overcame that chaos through his sacrifice. I'm so grateful when all the colors see, seem gray around us. The color that we can find is through Christ who has overcome all of those bland colors of a life that is meaningless and a, and, a, and a heart that is separated from our creator, savior, sustainer because of our sin.
Jesus lived this life in perfect color and all of our lack of color was placed upon him on the cross. He became a sacrifice in order for us to not have to be weighed down by the lack of color in this life or even within our story. But each and every day we have an opportunity to not only respond to him, but to cry out to him and say, you know what? Every end is an opportunity to invite you, you Lord, into my story in order for there to be a restart to occur that will get me out of this funk of brokenness that I am currently in. All of the brokenness, all of the hurt, all of the chaos, all the physicality, all the spirituality, all the different things going on in our heart, every end is an opportunity to invite Jesus into our lives in order for there to be a restart that happens with him at the center. We have a creator, savior, sustainer that can use good times, bad times. He used triumph and he used tragedy in order to show us and teach us what love is so that we can respond to that love through surrender and through allowing that love to be lived out through our lives. We're born in this world so sinful. We're born into this world so selfish. At the end of the day, without Christ, all that life consists of is just our story. But there's such a greater character. There's such a greater purpose than just living life. Having people remember our name. Having successes. Having comfort. Having a smile or a laugh. Experiencing elements of love. There's so much more than this life. And the way that we can experience life is through, again, we don't know love through us loving God, but through what he has done to us. We can experience the fullness to life by experiencing the only one that has lived life to the full, and that is Jesus. I'm reminded of John chapter 10, verse 10, where Jesus says, the thief comes to still kill and destroy, but I have come not just to give life, but life abundantly. You want to know what abundant life is? Abundant life is in those moments where we find ourselves at the kitchen tables, where everything has left us, everything has deserted us, where we still know that there is a purpose beyond the pain. We still know that there is hope beyond the darkness. And we still know that there is a love that goes beyond the conditions that we put on one another or that has been put on us. That is life abundantly. It's those moments where we find ourselves at the kitchen table and all of the comforts of our life are either being threatened to leave or has already left. All of the security that we trust in in order to give us that comfortable life has deserted us and we find ourselves vulnerable and anxious and fearful, but still at the end of the day having a peace that surpasses all understanding. Not found in anything here or anything within, but found completely in the person of Jesus who has overcome the brokenness of this world in order to give us life. The beautiful thing is, is that Jesus didn't just stay on the cross. Through his resurrection, we receive life. My identity no longer is in myself or in this world, but it's in you and your kingdom. 
When our story meets his story, one of the stories has to go away in order for there to be one story to rule. So no matter what we go through, no matter what you have gone through, today is a reminder that each and every day is an opportunity to say, Lord, write a story within my life, not just for me, but for you. And, 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 and the, the, the beautiful thing is, is when you're no longer living life, writing your own story or focused on your own story, then you can be woven into a narrative that goes so far beyond yourself, so far beyond your emotions or your circumstances or what has been done or what is being done or what will be done. But through surrender, you're woven into a narrative that has so many different characters. But at the end of the day, there's only one character that deserves the applause, that deserves the spotlight, and that is Jesus. That's Jesus. June 2011, I looked at my story and there was nothing left to be written. I took my pen with my effort, with my, with my knowledge or wisdom or whatever it is, my strength, and I wrote till there was no ink left. If anything, once there was light shining on the page of my life, I realized that I didn't even have any ink to begin with. But I was spending all of my effort and energy trying to live this life on my own and write my own story. But once the spotlight got shown on the dark pages of my life, I realized that I had no ink. There was no substance to my life. It was all a mirage. But once the spotlight of the word of God shone on the page of my heart of my story, I realized that, Lord, I'm giving it all to you. Why? Because you can do immeasurably more than anything I can ask or imagine according to your glory and your name. When we turn over the pages of our story to Jesus, that's where the color and the chaos comes from. He replaces that ink pen that is only an ink pen by name, but not by application. He replaces that empty ink pen with the blood from his own veins that he suffered on the cross for you and for me. And he writes your name into the book of life. Not just life eternally, but life now. John 10, 10, again, Jesus says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come so that you can have life and life abundantly. There's moments when we find ourselves at the kitchen tables of life with nothing left. There's so much beauty in knowing that love doesn't consist in what I can do for God, but it's all that he has done for me. And it's such a reminder that when I feel like I have nothing left, Lord, you still have abundantly more than anything I can ask or imagine. The hope in the darkness is the light of Jesus. The hope through all of the chaos is that, Lord, you can produce a color when there is no color and there's no hope. There's no way. What a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful reminder that, guys, you are not alone. Your life matters. If right now you feel like, look, I'm at my end. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. Every end is an opportunity to respond to Jesus. Say, Lord, you are my beginning. Every time I reach an end, Lord, is this another opportunity to restart with you at the center? Lord, shine the spotlight on you 
for one, for other people not to be following me, but to be following you, but also for me to follow you, Lord. I need to see you more clearly in my life. And in order for us to see him more clearly, we have to surrender the spotlight being on us and our needs, our desires, our wants, our, our prayers, all this stuff. We have to stop focusing so on self, but we have to lay ourselves down and say, you know what? No, no, no. The spotlight needs to be on you. Only one person can have the throne of my heart and I'm no longer going to allow it to be me, but Lord, it's you. It's you. It's you. Just like, just like my friend and mentor said. There's no way to separate our physicality from spirituality. We just do our best to allow scripture to speak into it. So heavy heart, God so loved you that he gave himself so that you will not perish. You will not get overtaken by the chaos, but that you will not only just have life, but life abundantly and life eternal. But that can only happen when we allow our ends to be an opportunity to restart through inviting Christ to be on the throne of our hearts, the throne of our days, the throne of our moments, the throne of our efforts, the throne of our desires, the throne of our lives. Let us pray. Lord God, just thank you so much that nothing is wasted. Nothing is wasted. Nothing, nothing is wasted. Lord, you are the God of redemption. Lord, made this today go beyond just ha being part of a concept that we vaguely understand, but start to become real. May we feel the fire of this truth within our heart, within our soul. May this produce praise within our lives, through our actions, through our, through our words. May our feet just dance for joy, knowing today that we are loved and loved eternally by you, that we are forgiven, we are free that this world cannot take away anything. Why? Because Lord, when we came to you, we had nothing. We had nothing. June 2011, when I was on the floor in my bedroom, I said, Lord, if you could do something with this life, you can have it. Lord, no matter what happens in these days, no matter what happens in these moments, no matter whatever darkness it appears, Lord, you are a light that will not go out. Lord, everything that I have, it's things that you have allowed me to borrow. So Lord, everything that I have is yours. I'm free. I'm free. I have nothing to lose. I have nothing to lose, but everything to gain. Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, you free us from slavery to self and slavery to a broken and dead world apart from you. Lord, help us understand your love more fully today so that we can love others that desperately need to know that they are loved. Lord, use us. Use us. Use us, Lord. These days matter so much. Help us. Help us be present today. Help us not just live for self, but live for you who gave yourself so that we can experience life and life eternally. Jesus, thank you that you are the color in chaos. You are the color that no eraser, no nothing can take away. Lord, through you, we have achieved victory. We have achieved victory through this life. There's nothing to lose, but everything to gain. Lord, help us have that perspective. For the remainder of this year, Lord, please help us truly give it all that we got. Even if it's we feel like we have nothing 
Lord, you are the God that could take a little bit and feed the thousands, feed the billions. Lord, just do something within our hearts today. Jesus, we thank you. Give us a heart of praise today. May our mourning turn to praise. May our grief turn to restoration. God, we need you. We need you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. That your story, your story, there's nothing, there's nothing that can rob you from the glory that you are writing. We need you, Lord, and we surrender here today. And Lord, I just pray for those that are listening or watching this that has never asked you to be Lord of their life. Lord, may they have a moment here today. May today be the beginning of the rest of their life through having that end of themselves and that required restart through the blood of your cross and through the hope of your resurrection, Jesus. All that we are is yours. Please use us, Jesus. It's in your name we pray and we surrender. Amen, amen, amen. Heavy heart, I'm so grateful that life is not about us. Life is not about us. It's not. I, I came into this podcast, I, I just wanted to read Jeremiah 6, verse 16. But it, it fits right here. Jeremiah 6, 16. This is what the Lord says to Jeremiah. Stop at the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old godly way and walk in it. Travel its path and you will find rest for your souls. But you reply, no, that's not the road we want. And God says, I posted watchmen over you who said, listen to the sound of the alarm. But you replied, no, we won't pay attention. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. That even when we originally in our in, in, in the death and decay of our hearts, originally when we once used to push Christ away, praise be to God that his love can even push through all of that rejection and reach our hearts somehow. There's rest for our souls. There's rest for our souls. And that rest is so cool. The rest doesn't depend on all of this. It doesn't depend on you. It doesn't depend on me. But there's just this freedom in knowing Lord, it's always been about you. And it will always be about you. Lord, help us be present in what you want to do here today. Both around us and in us. Help us know you so that we can make you known and tell others the good news that life isn't about us. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast today. Again, um, yeah, this, this episode was a little different, but I'm so grateful that you're here. I pray that the Lord uses this in a mighty way within your life. Feel free to check out previous episodes. <laughs> you know, if you're just like, whoa, you know, like, wow, <laughs> this Jesus is awesome. Yeah, and there's a lot to talk about this Jesus. So yeah, feel free to just make yourself home here. Um, but again, if this has blessed you, feel free to share this with others. Just again, guys, everything that you may see in me, all the passion, all the all the zeal, all whatever it is that you see in me, you can have as well. And that comes through a life surrendered to Christ and saying, you know what, Lord, I am not, but you are. And through the power of the Holy Spirit moving through you, through that surrender, you can start to see as he sees. You can start to rest as he rests. You can start to love as he's loved. Heavy heart. <laughs> There's so much freedom in Christ. May we respond to him today. 
I pray that you have a great week. I won't be here for the next two weeks due to the holidays, but I just pray that no matter what this holiday looks like for you, it might be one of the most horrendous holidays you've ever had recently, or you might be able to, to, to have a joy and a peace in this holiday. No matter where this holiday finds you, I truly do pray that the Lord draws near to you and he meets you no matter what this holiday looks like. You are not alone. You are so loved, so much more than anything you can fathom. God bless you. I look forward to talking to you soon. All right, I'll see you later.